1: That's BlueNile.com. Hashtag JFTF! It's time for Must Have Seen TV, the podcast dedicated to the sitcoms of the 20th century. From I Love Lucy to News Radio, I'm your TV guide, Brett White. I'm also a reporter, a senior reporter producer for Decider.com. I have to out- edit my intro. This week, if you didn't already guess from the uh, intro, the the piece of gay lexicon that I quoted... <laughs> At the beginning, yeah. this week's guest uh, is from Netflix's The Circle River, a.k.a. Lee Swift, highly. Hey, hashtag JFTF. I loved it. Yeah. I loved it. Well, when, is, when are we getting the merch? When's the merch happening? The JFTF uh, merch, because I, I should have worn my John shirt, because I have a John shirt. Oh, you should have wore it. Uh,
0: we're going to be doing that, uh, I believe, back to school. We're already kind of in developing it. So we'll see how that goes, you know. (laughs) Well,
1: I feel like if you, if any listeners out there listen to a bunch of podcasts, they've probably already heard you on them because you've been busy. You've been staying busy since the circle dropped a month ago. It seems like yesterday, but also forever ago.
0: Yeah, the finale was uh, May the fifth. So yeah, yeah, we're close. It's close to a month, three weeks ago for the finale. But yeah, yeah, I uh, I love podcasts and I love being on. You know, talking to all these. Great creators like yourself doing great things so yeah it's been fun yeah well
1: and what what was it like so like one of the tropes of sitcoms and actually when i had alex from season one on the show we did a bottle episode we did an episode where two characters get trapped in a room which is essentially what the circle is is all of you are basically like you're trapped in the basement you're trapped in the elevator i don't know like did it did it ever feel like you were on a sitcom while you were in the circle
0: Yeah, it kind of did feel like it. Yeah, I guess so. I was in a living sitcom. Yeah, especially when they dressed me up and I'm dancing around with a wig looking like Ozzy
1: Osbourne. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Now, how long do those parties last? (laughs) If you can reveal. I would say it seemed like
0: two or three hours, really. I mean, it may not have been that long, but it felt that long. Maybe it's
1: my old body. Well, because y'all have no (laughs) sense of time. They don't have clocks. It is. Yeah, so... No fucks at all. They totally uh, take over your reality. Um, But I'm so happy to have you on for my Pride Month. My... uh, I think this is my third annual Pride Month. My brain is completely fried because of the quarantine.
0: (laughs) But I'm so happy to have you on
1: where I bring members of the community on to talk about these episodes of television that uh, were trying their best. Some cases better than others. What... When you were growing up, did you ever see yourself on TV, even in like coded ways or like have to like really project yourself into anyone?
0: Um, honestly, not much. Um, most images I saw were either tragic, mm-hmm. deviant or comedic. It was always it had to be very much over the top uh that I ever saw anybody that was gay and so I never really uh, aligned myself or saw myself uh but I would say in music a little bit more like Elton John Freddie Mercury uh I saw more I felt more connected you know they were vibrant and and fun and stuff so music I saw some but even in music didn't see a lot But not not that I remember on television or in movies. I remember the first movie I saw, uh, and I don't remember how old I was. It was it was the early eighties called Making Love. Do you Mm, know that movie? No. It it uh, Harry Hamlin was in it, and um, gosh, Michael, I can't remember his name. I hate that. But it was, and it was still not like you said on the nose. It would not play very currently, but it was. It was a positive, at the end, there was a positive outcome for one of them. And so. Uh, for one, it, for I, only one. I, for one, yeah, for one, really. Hey, we got one. Yeah, I <laughs> hey, I was I was happy, yeah. But I, I think yeah, for me, that was an interesting, I remember I was, because I, I was pretty young and I, I was at my grandparents and it was over the satellite. They had a big giant satellite oh, dish. They oh, looked yeah. in the country. So I tuned it in turn this down way down because I wasn't out and I was watching this but it I cried I remember crying because I was going wow this is that was the first real connection I ever felt about that there's other people out there like me
1: you know yeah, I think that is something that definitely the, the youths of today d- might take for granted in that we have so many shows, I mean, like, both you and Courtney on season two of The Circle, which I think in our interview, you, you mentioned, like, usually they only have one gay person on a show, let alone, like, unless the show is, like, Drag Race. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah like, right right everyone. which is a great show yeah that's a great show right, let's yeah. be honest this oh i love it show.
1: everyone go back to yeah, last year and listen to my um episode with mono Agapi and the host of the drag her podcast where we talked about seinfeld's oh. uh gay episode and, oh wonderful cool. and then i i forced mono to listen to my list of my top 10 favorite queens of all time which was totally off oh, topic good. but i had to <laughs> oh good, good, well, I, good see like growing up i I also came into... When I got Game Show Network when I was, like, a senior in high school is when my life really changed because I got to see Charles Nelson Riley, who is one of my, like, all-time icons. And watching him now, knowing in the context of, like, what the 70s were and the fact that he was allowed to be that, that gay without ever saying it, is so empowering and also, like... Yeah, he's kind of like a chuckly, like weird kind of goofball, but it's like he was brave enough to do that on television, when just twenty years before, network executives literally told him they don't allow queers on television.
0: Yeah, and exactly. And it's it's so
1: great. There's um there's one episode of Match Game that I always like uh, quoting. Um, they ask a orange juice fill in the blank question that involves Anita Bryant the famous uh anti-homosexual crusader of the 70s and
0: oh, when it
1: comes to charles he holds up a card that says i refuse to answer questions about anita bryant and he's smoking a cigarette while he holds it up and it's great oh my god yeah it's
0: beautiful and i he don't actually, remember that he
1: actually does fill on the blank he did actually play that round because he wasn't going to screw over the contestant but tiny little protest moment you love to see. Wow. (laughs)
0: Nice. Nice. Good for him. Yeah. 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 And you know, you that earlier question you said, I do remember feeling a little connection to him, but but he was so comedic, you know, that that was a little bit. But yeah, I do remember him. And I remember seeing him, especially when I was younger and and feeling that kinship. But he was so much older than me at the time. You know, I kind of wanted to see somebody closer to my age. And he wasn't uh, you know, saying "Hey, I have a a man in my life" or anything like that. It was just being campy and fun and everything. But thank God for him. Yeah, you know, he kept laying. They all laid the groundwork for everybody. You know. Yeah,
1: and that's what I like doing uh, with this month of the podcast. And also, listeners, as I'm going to continue imploring, if you have any questions about Hayden Rourke and the biography I'm writing, I want to do a year anniversary of me starting this journey. Uh, all Q and A episodes. So please email Must Have Seen TV at gmail.com or just get on the twitter and tweet at me and if i have enough questions i'll do a q a episode and if you don't see one in the feed then you know no one asked it
0: <laughs> no questions <laughs> no all right questions. i may have to i may send you some questions
1: because sure. <laughs> it's been a it's been a fun a fun wild emotional cathartic journey i'm really glad i've been in therapy this entire time because it's been exercising a lot of demons hayden's a great man but this week on the show, we're going to be traveling to February 9th, 1971, Love Story ruled the box office, One Bad Apple by the Osmonds tapped the charts, and CBS aired the All in the Family episode, Judging Books by Covers, Lee slash River slash Lee. <laughs> you must have seen Judging Books by Covers before today.
0: I have, yes, yes. Uh, I, I'm a big fan of All in the Family because it was, uh, and I remember even as a kid, you know, the parents would have it on, and I mean, I they were like laughing, but you know, he was the 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 big bigot was the butt of every joke. Yeah, Norman Lear was a
1: genius. I mean, an absolute genius with that show. Did you do you remember watching? like this episode at any point like both bef- like in your childhood or whatever when it might have really because okay like speaking as like you know i was a closeted gay child as well and it's like anytime there's a gay person on television you're just like the spotlights on you and you're like no one notice please no one notice <laughs> even if you're i was so deeply closeted, i didn't even recognize it but it always like made me wary
0: <laughs> yeah i mean it's a lot of work to stay in the closet yeah. a lot of work
1: yeah and and you know
0: talking about catfishing i mean you you are a catfish the whole time your whole life with mm-hmm. your family and friends and everybody you are catfishing and you're you're monitoring everything you say and do because god forbid they they figure anything out how you sit you know, you...
1: how you hold your hands right. like it's really intense it's crazy yeah it's a lot of work <laughs> yeah i mean it's it's a lot more
0: work than being in the circle i'm gonna tell you that <laughs>
1: for sure because well, it lasts but, a lot longer uh, than three weeks like
0: exactly Ugh. no um i i don't remember seeing that episode i remember the episode that they did with um the character beverly yeah. uh oh gosh i can't remember uh, beverly's last name but also uh, it was a drag queen and yeah. and very poignant episodes that they did i think three episodes they made but I remember that character
1: yeah and isn't that like uh, Beverly's death is what causes Edith to like question her religion like yes you
0: like Beverly LaSalle that's the name Beverly LaSalle yeah I remember that one and that was like very powerful to me because you know I was in you know our our religious practice was very oppressive very anti-gay and and that was, like you said, the episode – we should have watched that one, I guess. <laughs> but uh, Edith did have a very uh, crisis of faith that she went through because of that.
1: Yeah. Well, and it's – there are so many of these episodes in the 70s, and – well, I mean, I guess I'll just go on and uh, jump into it, because this week we're we'll be talking about the Isle of the Family episode, Judging Books by Covers. It's the fifth episode of season one. It was written by Burt, Styler, and Norman Lear, and directed by John Rich. Here's how iTunes describes the episode. Archie is irritated at Mike's offbeat friend who dresses and behaves in a way that leads him to mistakenly conclude he's a homosexual, but Archie soon learns that one of his best friends is gay. Lee, how accurate is that description?
0: very very accurate i mean that is so that's on point yeah absolutely on point
1: what i was gonna say before i started that was this is the first this is the first sitcom to ever tackle a gay character and actually like use the words gay homosexual and then also a couple of slurs and derogatory but like they really go all in and before this um there's this really good book called the, uh, the Primetime Closet, which is... It's old. It came out like Will and Grace is new when this book came out. So, like, it is coming from, you know, 20-plus years ago. Um, but it's, like, a breakdown genre by genre of the history of queer representation on television. And before this episode of All in the Family, it was all either talk shows where people were basically, like, talking about how homosexuals were, like, of the devil <laughs> and, like, a plague or it was dramas where uh, P- uh cross dressers are murder mar- murderers <laughs> or you know everyone has like a secret same sex partner that ends up getting murdered or something it's real uh real bad before this episode of all in the family
0: <laughs> yeah really bad yeah. very bad i i remember uh and of course it was in rerun dragnet had an episode of a gay character and it, it was, was. He was—he was such a horrible character. I mean, murderer, deviant, and—and and then they even had stuff at the end about how terrible that—that that person is and that lifestyle. And yeah, I remember—I remember that very clearly.
1: After this, like, um, Mary Teller Moore has a very good gay episode that actually stars a gay man and was co-written by a gay man, which very rare to happen. <laughs> Um, the Bob Newhart shows is very special to me and everyone can go listen to that episode with Glenn Weldon from a couple years ago. But I think this one is kind of the template that a lot of them follow. Like our, all in the family came out and did it. And it is, this is the f- formula a lot of them do like adhere to. Um,
0: <clears throat> yeah, I think you're right. I think, I mean, they, bro- Norman Lear broke so much ground. I mean, he, he touched so many <laughs> topics and issues I mean, you know, race relations, uh, you know, transgender Ab- with abortion. That, with you know, abortion, like,
1: yeah. And this is episode five. I know. <laughs> like, I, know. I, know like, I know. I know. Oh, has this never been done on TV before? Oh, okay, cool. I'll do a fifth episode. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, yeah, yeah, exactly. So it starts with the theme song. And unintentionally, I'm sure, the theme song also, ha- and like, a line in the theme song is girls were girls and men were men. It's like yeah, he knew exactly. he wanted to do this from the beginning.
0: <laughs> yeah, you think probably did. I meant like you said, it's episode five of yeah. the in, of season one. So he probably, I probably believe that when he was conceiving of this and pitching it to the networks and how he sold it to the networks, it was a wow. I mean, amazing. Thank God he did. Yeah. But uh, uh, yeah, he he knew where he was going. And, he, and this was an early thing he wanted to tackle, obviously.
1: And this is also, um, everyone should go watch, if you have Hulu or FX, they just released this docuseries called Pride, which every episode is about a different decade, starting in the 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, and then the 2000s, where a different director does an episode about a slice of the queer experience in that time. And the one out of the 50s is great because it's all about how Our notions of that, like, all gay people were, like, closeted and tortured in the 50s is not true. Because a lot of them, while having to be closeted, had a lot of great parties. Like, they knew where to find each other. They knew how to hang out. They actually, like, lived these full lives. And it's um, regressive to just assume that they didn't. This is why I'm writing my book about Hayden Rourke. (laughs) Very good. Yeah. (laughs) But the 60s, the 60s one is all about protest. And, like, gay people actually taking to the streets and, like, being like, we are actually here. You cannot ignore us. And so, like, this coming in 1971, very much, like, on the edge of that. Like, it is, like, this is just happening.
0: (laughs) Right. Yeah, yeah. I, I, uh, and, you know, 71, I was, how old was I? Nine years old. So, you know, I remember, you know, from a nine-year-old's perspective, some of all the angst. The big angst of that time was, you know, Vietnam mm-hmm. and, and of course, the Nixon stuff. And I remember that. But I also remember kind of the American positivity. I remember when the, that was just a couple of years after we landed on the moon. So, oh, yeah. I mean, there were so, so many things going on and, and social change. Uh, so it's fascinating to me that uh, I got to experience
1: it. Yeah. It's, yeah. Uh, and instead, my generation got, Twenty twenty. <laughs> oh god. Where it's like, ooh man, oh, that's COVID race riots, a whole bunch of great celebrities <laughs> die Like this is awesome. Yeah. Uh, so the episode begins yeah. with uh Sally Struthers and uh Rob Reiner. <laughs> Mike and oh my god, what is her name? What's the daughter's name? I can't remember Sally's. Um, um... What She's, is
0: her character's name? She is name? Sally Struthers, isn't she? Yes. Hold on, hold on. <laughs> let's see. It's uh, golly, I should know that, and I just want—I just watched the episode. Oh my god, uh, what's wrong with me? Oh, Gloria. Well, mine is I have an old brain, Gloria. That's Gloria, it. Gloria, Sally Struthers. Yeah yeah, Jeez, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: This is where it's coming in. My my, all in the family lack of knowledge is going to show a little bit. I've seen a handful of episodes, so <laughs> yeah, yeah. um If it wasn't on Nick at Night when I was a kid, um, it's re It's a the struggles it's
0: sometimes. hard to get and, and all in the family took a while to get back on tv because yeah. that it is there are very offensive it's very offensive language a yeah. lot of offensive language yeah you know <laughs> and uh even though they're making you know the point is a very progressive point of view it's it's, it's really showing how the world was back then yeah you know, and
1: things were Still is. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. In some or- yeah. way. Um, but yeah, so Michael and Gloria are setting the table because they have a friend coming over Roger who's just gotten back from London. He's going to come over and show them like his photos. Uh, and Mike, Mike and Gloria, like they already know what's going to potentially happen <laughs> because they know how Roger is. And also, I guess Archie's met Roger because he knows him from just his name.
0: Yeah, he s he he called him a uh the word was fairy. Yeah. Before he even walked in the door. You know, yeah. he, he he identified him as a fairy. Roger the which fairy was a, is a
1: yeah. Strange little birdie, um, et cetera, Which is so I also had a um s a style podcast that I titled that ran last year I did three seasons. I called it Enlighten My Loafers
0: nice i love the name yeah i love it
1: because i like when you i like you know reclaiming like in the low like reclaiming these words that used to be hurled at us and like being like no i'm gonna make it a fun pun
0: <laughs> well you know that was the thing watching it back again and hearing him them say queer yeah and i'm thinking wow we own that word now we own it yeah and so i, I thought that was a and that that was a moment. Watching it, and thought that is so cool that we took that and now it's our a power word for us, not not a, a painful word.
1: Yeah, because Archie actually uses it again. One of the things he says he's as queer as a four dollar bill, <laughs> like yeah, which he is does. a dollar queerer than usual. Because isn't it three dollar? <laughs> <Yeah, bill? laughs> he gave him an extra dollar. <laughs> yeah, so just well, and even like the food they're putting putting out, like fancy cashews. They say cashews weird in this
0: they did I, i've never heard a new yorker say cashews cashews, before, yeah
1: ever cashews. Re- and then also like smoked salmon <laughs> like i know they're going know. out real it, gay food real gay food um yeah that's the, yeah. <laughs> i did like that so this was a this is an interesting moment i think it's before roger even comes over and he says like he's coming from like london and archie's point of view is everyone from London is a pansy because they have like handkerchiefs and like umbrellas and Mike says you know in some places like London like it's legal to be gay which underscores the fact that just four years earlier it was very against the law like to use London as (laughs) An example of like positivity and progress in 1971
0: is like, wow. Yeah. Yeah. And, and even though he said between two consenting adults, there was still things that, I mean, it was not a totally open society to be LGBTQ in London in 1971. Uh... Was it, was, was it easier in some respects? Yes. Like any urban city, you can find places and stuff. And there was some laws that were a little lighter, but it still was not. Uh, yeah, it was not Mecca.
1: No, not at all. Uh, if <laughs> anyone was, everyone should read The Fifth Beetle, which is a graphic novel. It's a biography of Brian Epstein, the Beatles manager who was gay at, in London in the 60s and like died tragically early um and was very much like in love with john lennon it's a really beautiful story and it's i think being made into a movie at some point so that's if you want to know more about london's anti-gay laws go there i guess Um, yeah i guess so there is a real like so archie says he's what oh god what are are the words he uses where where oh sensitive intellectual and wears glasses and Mike's like, are you saying that everyone that has all those is gay? And then he says, like, no, if they wear glasses, they're a four eyes. A guy who is a F slur is a queer. <laughs> Which. Yeah. yeah. Does that word. How does that word hit you when you hear it on All in the Family in 2021? Um,
0: that word still bothers me. <laughs> the F word. Yeah. You know, F-A-G. I mean that that we have not taken that word back uh because i don't know how you could it is uh, but maybe you know somebody may figure that out and and make it a positive word but it's still a painful word i was called that when i was a teenager more than once by so-called friends you know and uh you know, and I denied it, you know, oh, righteously, well, <laughs> oh, you have to, uh, yeah, that's but,
1: what I say, <laughs> yeah, 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 but
0: but you know they they sensed, I mean, you know, uh teenage boys can be very, very cruel, and so they they saw the weakness yep. in me, and so they would go for the jugular, um, but I, yeah, it's still watching the episode, I was like, oh, it kind of stung a little bit, you know, so that just tells me. I need to work. It's language. Language. That's one thing I'm working on is understanding in context, the language from then. And then also understanding words as a writer are important. Mm -hmm. Sometimes they're supposed to evoke very strong emotions. And that one still does.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It is. uh, It hits. It's really. And like coming from like menswear circles uh, on Instagram, where I also matriculate when I also. (laughs) (laughs) Um, a lot of those guys because they are straight but they cared about clothes and care about clothes were also called that a whole lot when they were in high school and stuff and so sometimes they will like write very good posts about i'm tearing down you know ideas of what is masculine and i'm straight but you can also care about clothes it is not gay to do that i was called an f word and it's at that point where i'm like oh it's this weird thing where it's like well they were called it too but I don't feel comfortable with them saying the word or using the word <laughs> because yeah. it, it, and it's, it's one of those. Like, it's a weird, you know, everyone has different reactions to these words and it, they have a painful relationship with it. But like, there's no way it can be as painful as my relationship with it, maybe. Like,
0: yeah, it's
1: yeah. it's wild. well, I think
0: I think the way to look at it is uh, the LGBT LGBTQ community gets to decide. Yeah who who can use it and how they can use it it's just like the black experience and the n word yeah i'm sorry i cannot use that word Yeah, i, I don't, I'm don't fine have, with it <laughs> i don't have yeah i'm fine with it and i also think i don't have the like you're saying i don't have the experience that they have now they can say it all they want they can and the music it's wonderful yeah i don't have the the authority or Experience to use that word, and I think I think the F word, which I can't even say it hardly, yeah. <laughs> so so yeah, yeah, I think it's uh, I think you're right, yeah.
1: Now, I do like he also calls him a pansy, which I do like that for kind of, and then like Edith, yeah, I'm okay, yeah, Edith's just like, I'm not an expert on flowers, like, she's kind of I know. all over the place. Roger shows up and I did not know this. He's played by Anthony Geary, who is Luke of Luke and Laura. No kidding. Yeah. I didn't know that either. I didn't know it until I was researching this wow. episode because he doesn't that's look at it. Doesn't look no, at all? Oh, that's amazing. That's amazing. Yeah. It might be I kind have of to sp- Go back and look at that again. First roles. Um, now he comes in, and, you know, I'll just own it. Could I put that outfit together literally right now? Yes, I could. <laughs> He's wearing a neckerchief yes, and like exactly. a safari jacket and <laughs> glasses. He looked
0: he looked fire to me. I thought yeah. it was amazing, honestly. His outfit was great.
1: There's another. So this is a uh, gay euphemism that I'm, that feels very of its time. Archie keeps saying things about it, when is he going to land? Open up a window. He'll fly right out. Like, yeah, yeah. that one, thankfully, that, I that, guess, that... didn't stand the test of time.
0: Yeah, they they did. They'd say flutter or flitter. They had all. It was a a whole bird connotation. <laughs> I don't know wh- why. I remember it, but it kind of died out. Thank goodness. You know? Well,
1: you know, gays are like a bird, and we will only fly away. <laughs> if, That's right. If That's Crystal right. Method taught us anything in the Drag Race season twelve finale, <laughs> it's that. <laughs> um, there you but, go. So this is where I, you know, Archie's a complicated character. Edith is a light. Jean Stapleton is a treasure and I just want better for her. <laughs> you know?
0: Yeah. You know, I think if if you had watched more because I we like you, we've been watching a lot of wonderful old television yeah. um because we have access to it. But the thing that I realized rewatching all these shows is she is truly the most enlightened of all of them more than more than gloria and her husband yeah uh, the rob reiner character she is the most enlightened and she but her her the way she moves it is very subtly she she's not an overt fighter to push people she's kind of in the background but she does move the needle every once in a while in a very gentle way and i love her I love her on this show. And her
1: main, like, bit in this episode is when she looks at the photos that Rogers brought back, she gets, I mean, it's philosophy. Like, she should be a philosophy major because she's talking about how, like, a photo is, like, this moment in time that is frozen. And it's so interesting to think that, like, literally a second after this was taken, like, that hand on the clock went down to a one or, like, those people kept walking. And, like, she's thinking about, like, the internal lives of all, like, that is deep stuff. And then Archie, of course, is like, blah, 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 blah.
0: Yeah, yeah, he's he's definitely at a different level than her. She even goes later in the episode when she's talking about the Queen of England, and she said, and she's she and uh, Gloria said, uh, you can't see her. Yeah, but I imagined her in the carriage, and just like anybody, flicking a speck out of her eye. And I thought it was really a deep thought, but it comes off like she's this what he keeps calling her a dingbat throughout the thing. But she's the deepest thinker of all of them.
1: Yeah, yeah, and it's just, uh, it's so great, and I think that's why it's really special that she's the one that gets a lot of, like, the, like later episodes, she's the one that gets, like, these big, cathartic, emotional moments as well, and I think that's super, super special. Um, Archie's had enough. <laughs> He's finally gonna go to the bar, uh... They say cashews one more time. I can't remember what context, but I just made sure to note it again because I thought that was wild. (laughs) So at the bar, at the bar is a scene uh, like from my nightmares. I don't know. Like I can't, I, those kind of men like sitting around talking about like politics and like anti-union, it's set like, scare quotes, debating, you know, (laughs) like,
0: yeah, exactly. And
1: it's that, that kind of uh, masculine energy still terrifies me
0: <laughs> yeah it's hard for me too i'll be honest i mean I, I i definitely could put on the mask and 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 when i was younger and try to sit there but the whole time i'm shaking inside because i know i'm a fake i'm a i'm a phony catfish trying to trying to yeah catfishing exactly and uh yeah the uh, yeah that hyper masculinity image of oh we're drinking a beer and men will be men and talking about you know, porno yeah, movies
1: tasteful porno movies how wanda became a woman <laughs> I, know. I know
0: i know and you know what's so funny when they said how wanda became a woman i in my mind i went to oh is this is this a, a biological male transitioning to
1: a woman. And then I thought, no, we're, we're, we're in 1975. No, that is, that's not. Yeah. (laughs) Or if it was, it was probably not handled tastefully.
0: (laughs) Like not in that era. So, but then
1: Steve is a friend. Steve is played by the actor, Philip Carey. He is, he looks like TV's Charlton Heston, like a TV version of a Charlton Heston is what he really reminds me of. And uh, Within like a second, he and Archie like split off from the group and like the first thing Archie says is like, "So what about you as a bachelor? I bet you're swimming in women basically." And yeah. Having gay years, we know what the the word bachelor is just like <laughs> alarms. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 And that's not
0: a word you hear much anymore. It's kind of died out, you know. A confirmed bachelor, all those things that used to be said a lot. Yeah, you don't hear that anymore. But yeah, my my uh, gaydar definitely spider senses came up.
1: I do wonder if so. Viewers in nineteen seventy one did. I'm assuming that like a lot of the people in like middle America or like or literally literally anywhere had no idea that confirmed bachelor was code for gay and this might be the episode where they started figuring that out like
0: yeah i don't think they did i remember uh as a kid i mean i it definitely wasn't even as a teenager i heard the term a lot but i never really put two and two together unless that was the thing whispered uh, amongst adults you know yeah. not to look you know, you know what that means. But but I would always hear them say, well, he just needs a good woman or the right woman or whatever. Um, or, or he's so in love with his job or if he's a, like a professor. I remember hearing those kind of things. So there was always like these excuses because, the again, heteronormative world, you need to couple up and you need to have children. I mean, that's right, what doing you, that. not <sighs> Even if, even, you know, not even thinking gay, it's like, okay, there's, it's a little bit, he's a little quirky because he wants to be a confirmed bachelor, but it's because of his whatever, yeah. you know, not the gay thing, but all the other reasons.
1: And so... What I like is, like, Archie is immediately like, he's complimenting his figure. He's like, Oh, you got great shape. Look at your shoulders. <laughs> like, <laughs> I know. I know. It's great. like he was coming on yeah. to him. <laughs> uh, I feel like Archie Bunker would not be happy to know that there is a whole segment of gay men that definitely would tap that, would get with Archie Bunker. Like, oh. hot. Oh. Oh yeah, a cord? Yes. <laughs> I mean, golly, yes. So sorry, Archie, but for you're sure. you're uh for certain communities, you're a sex symbol. Um Well, so this like <laughs> s- right. to the larger thing is what I realized is this entire episode is very much all about masculine versus feminine and like are the ways that we perceive them and like flipping them and subverting them. And so like having Archie essentially I mean he's hitting on Steve without even knowing it. He's just like, Oh, your shoulders are so and like touching him and like it's really touchy feely. And he doesn't know what he's yeah, doing.
0: Yeah. And think about it, nineteen seventy one and it was it was challenging the gender stereotypes. I mean, yeah. I think that's amazing. I think it's amazing actually.
1: Yeah. And so, like, Roger, Roger and Mike come in. Um, I can't remember why they had to go to the bar. Uh, but they go. They, they, they were
0: getting something for dinner, I think. Yeah. I, I don't remember. There was some some reason.
1: And then, like, aren't you embarrassed of Roger? Because, you know. And Steve knows him. And he, like... It turns out Steve owns a camera shop, and he sold him the zoom lens that he took all the London photos are. And then we get the bartender. Pulls Mike aside. And... Uh, has a talk with him. That is literally the plot of a cheers episode 11 years later that I talked about with Dave Holmes last year or two years ago. I remember that is how little, like nothing like progress. Like it just stopped (laughs) in the eighties. Yeah.
0: So like, that was the most painful part of the episode mm -hmm. for me to be honest, was that the, this owner of the bar is like i can have one guy because he doesn't come across as flaming he hides it but i don't want his friends in here i don't want him you know that was really that is really 1971. yeah because we as a as a community it's still happening but the marginalization of our community was much more rampant much more you were not allowed in certain places if you walked in you would have known immediately get the hell out you know And so that was the most painful part of the episode for me, honestly.
1: Yeah. And it's also, I mean, it's also so un-American because in a capitalist society, don't you just want the dollars? Like if being a gay bar is going to turn it out, let the gays drink. (laughs) Um, Because they will drink more than your straights. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) be honest. That bar is also empty. He should be begging for more uh, in New York City in 1971. Yeah. They would have so yes, many. Yes. God.
0: Yeah. yeah. I'll tell you a story, kind of a little sidebar, if you don't mind. Yes. Stephen and I went on a gay cruise oh. on Atlantis. I don't remember years ago. And we an- ended up sitting with some of the um, the administrators of the cruise line. And they said, uh, I said, well, how is it, you know, having all these gay men? And how does the staff like it? And he said, oh, the staff loves it because they tip even though they don't have to tip. And he said, we, the first time we did one of these charter for gays, he said, we ran out of booze the first day. <laughs> so we had to go to port again and have more booze come on. So yeah, they, they loved it. But anyway, sidebar. Oh, sorry. I, lo- <laughs> I love that. God.
1: Yeah. It's it, but it is very indicative. It's also very indicative of a lot of ways that straight people still, uh, and maybe I'm speaking from personal experience still in the year 20. I don't know, 11 through 2016 to now <laughs> still like, well, you can come home. We know yeah. you're gay. We accept you being gay, but just don't like be gay in front of ex family member. Like don't be, yeah. don't, don't like, I, you know, we, we can be gay. We love your, your partner. You just don't, we just don't want to see you like kissing or like holding hands or anything. Like you understand, like that kind of tone and yeah, yeah. people that's not, yeah. that's not the way to be an ally. Uh, at all? No,
0: not at all. I mean, don't don't put shame on me. I'm not going to be <laughs> if you're ashamed. That's your your homophobia is your homophobia because I'm going to be myself. Yeah. Period. Everywhere and anywhere, because I know that being out, especially as an older person like myself and holding hands with Stephen in public in places, you know, not just the neighborhood, but everywhere. Mm-hmm.
1: That's important.
0: I don't mind making you uncomfortable because it's not my job to make you comfortable.
1: Yeah, or to explain to you literally anything, use Google. Like, <laughs> fuck yeah. It. yeah uh, exactly. So Mike yeah. now Mike now knows that Archie's BFF that he's over there essentially like caressing is a uh, homosexual, and this is the one thing that I I hate about Norman Lear sitcoms is at the act breaks, the audience applauds. I hate that because mm-hmm. usually the act breaks is I'm terminal. Or like I have to have an abortion, mm-hmm. or in this case, like your best friend's gay, mm-hmm. and then the audience's reaction is "woo yeah!" And it's like, <laughs> <I know. laughs> like, no, what are you doing? Yeah, I hate yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. It's so it just yeah. pulls me out immediately. So <laughs> yeah, we get that because yeah,
0: you know somebody's holding up a, a, a sign to the uh, studio audience. Applause now. Yeah.
1: Applause. Well, now. and I know yeah, that like. Yeah. Also, to put in context, all in the family and also Mary Tyler Moore, the MTM and Norman Lear shows are coming. They're trying to retrain viewers at home. These are actually in front of an audience. That's why, you know, they would say Mary Tyler Moore's in credits would have, like, filmed in front of a live studio audience. And it's because they're coming off of the 60s where, I mean, honestly, maybe every sitcom but the Dick Van Dyke show is single camp. It, mainly because a lot of them involve... Uh, special effects because lordy they right, love right. monsters and witches and aliens <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> back then yeah adam's family uh lost in
0: space let's just go through the list yeah <laughs> and so
1: they had to have these canned laughter and so i do think that like the the applause and also like the grainier videotape i think it's all meant to convey like you're essentially watching a play yeah um yeah yeah after we get back from the break we're now back at home and this is where she talks about how she, Edith loved seeing the photo of the queen, even though you can't actually see her. Archie comes home because he's stoked to watch, what else? The fights. Right. <laughs> Gotta get boxing in there. Yeah. Roger is leaving. Yeah, Roger, like, then, like, leaves. Um, And I respect Meathead here. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, well, he, like, truly is, like, there's something I could tell you right now, but it would actually, like, really upset you, and I'm not going to. And it's very, like, when you go low, I go high. And I do respect that. I also respect what he ends up doing later. (laughs) Yeah, me too. Absolutely. (laughs) Very much. And uh, then we get this chairlifting bit.
0: I know another gender thing, yeah. another flipping gender around, which is amazing.
1: Took me a while because it's like all of a sudden, <laughs> Mike and Gloria are like, Hey, Archie, come over here. And then they do this weird thing where they like, they're at a wall. They take three steps back, put a chair in between them, lean over and put your head against the wall and then pick up the chair. Women can do it. Men can't do it because of like pelvis structure or something. I, i guess i don't know i've never tried this i i apparently i couldn't <laughs> I,
0: <know. laughs> I, I, I wasn't aware of it let me just say and i haven't actually tried to do it but maybe i should this after should be, we get
1: done with the this podcast should be a hashtag uh <laughs> instagram challenge or a tiktok challenge um yeah. this should be that but like again what i liked is that it, it we've just watched an episode where like it's about like gay people and like judging books by it was just like all this like heavy talk and then all of a sudden here's an extended bit about picking up a chair and it takes a while for you to start figuring out why this is happening
0: (laughs) yeah it does I, i mean it's definitely setting something up and you're like what and and it's honestly as far as writing i thought it felt very disjointed from the from the actual work but it makes sense but it was how they went into it was very odd, yeah. you know, well, uh, not to be critical of Norman Lear, but it was <laughs> odd to me.
1: Well, as soon as Archie realizes he can't do it, and then it all clicked for me because it's like his masculinity is threatened by the fact that a woman can lift right. his chair and he can't. And he's basically like, what'd you do to the chair? Like, well, again, I'll get another chair. Like, Edith comes and she can yeah, do it. Yeah. And he is losing his mind. He's
0: losing his crap i mean yeah. he's just totally out of it yeah yeah exactly
1: this is also where i noted that like archie reminds me of my grandfather looks just like him <laughs> uh and oh wow exactly uh like him in all of the ways that implies
0: <laughs> so was it hitting buttons for you then is that what is that it does it hit some yeah buttons?
1: yeah i have a lot of complicated feelings about my grandfather because it's like at his funeral at his funeral, like, all of these people showed up, and they were just like, ah, he was so funny! He was alive at the party! Here's a joke he did, here's a prank he did, blah, 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 blah. And, for me, I'm like, then, why did he literally never show that to his grandkids or around us? Like, he was always just, like, mean, uh, he's a man from the 1920s in the South, so, like, you can draw your own conclusions you know and, and yeah really, it really, oh, like, yeah. it really no, upset me because i was just like i would have liked to have known that man instead of like the grandfather that uh yelled at me because i didn't want to eat the dinner like the southern cooking i wanted a pizza and he would just like make fun of me and stuff <laughs> like um yeah
0: yeah exactly it just yeah. Me- it, it's it, it's interesting how people have uh different views of of each of us, you know, that we show different sides. Mm-hmm. Again, the catfish thing. He was probably catfishing those people. You know? you know, I mean, I keep going back to that. But, he, you know, he put on a persona. I'm the life of the party. But when he came home, maybe that was more. Or maybe it was the other way around. I've got to be this tough guy with my grandkids. Yeah. It's, it's an interesting thought. You know? And
1: it sucks because he also really loved clothes. I inherited um, a lot of his. He had all these insane 70s tuxedos he definitely loved clothes because he owned multiple ridiculous 70s tuxedos and i don't think that just every man of the 70s just had a lineup of those
0: (laughs) probably not (laughs) probably not
1: so So, you know yeah something but anyway archie archie uh broaden your horizons archie um and this is where, like, they they say Roger's the one that told us that trick, and he's like, Oh, well, I guess Roger could lift it because he's essentially a woman because gender is rigid. <laughs> right. And that's right. when Mike like yeah. loses it and is like, Your friend, that big football player, is a homosexual. Dun 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 Yeah. yeah. Drop the bomb, Bob, right?
0: right in the middle of his lap. Yeah.
1: And now we go now the the final act. We're at the bar. And it's just Stephen Archie, and like I wrote down, Archie is hot for that arm, <laughs> isn't that the truth? Yeah, he was just i mean I thought that
0: was interesting that they that they played it that way. he is he's salivating for this this epitome of masculinity as he sees it, you know the yeah. whole time, you know he's just. It's fascinating to me. He
1: keeps wanting to arm wrestle his friend. And his friend's like, hey, let's get a drink. And his drink is like, no, let me arm wrestle you again. See, you can't be... Basically, in Archie's head, it's like, he can't be gay. He beat me in arm wrestling. (laughs) Instead of like, this guy's a pro football player. And what the hell do you do, (laughs) Archie? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. (laughs) But he loves that hand and I do think it was really great so like when they're arm wrestling the second time is when Archie finally is just like well you know my friend my 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 stupid bonehead son-in-law he thinks that you're what does he does he say gay or a homosexual like he never
0: he never says it okay it's such a shame that's the that that stuck with me too and it really is true how back then uh and maybe still with many people today If you're in different parts of society, he could not even choke it out. Oh right, he said. He said, um, "Well, he thinks his friend Roger is straight, and you are. Well, I can't even say it. I can't even say it, and he never does say it. But it's it's obvious what he's saying. Yeah. But that's how bad it is to even say the word was horrific. You know.
1: And I love Steve's answer which is this very uh masculine he's just he's right arch and like slams it down. <laughs> I know. And he also like he has a super um there's a facial expression that charlton has to make some planet of the apes a lot like when he does it like gritted teeth kind of thing <laughs> that's the face he yeah
0: has. that was the face like yeah. da- I, i'm daring you I'm daring you to cross the line that I just, I just drew a line in the sand. I dare you. Yeah. You know, it was so
1: awesome. Well, and then Archie's just like, I don't know. Bachelors are always acting so private. I just, and it's just like Archie. Oh my God. Bachelors are, do you know what you just said?
0: Yeah. 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 And he comes back. He comes back with, have you ever heard me talk about a woman ever? You've known me X amount of years. Have I ever mentioned a woman ever? You know, it's like, I haven't, I haven't given you any evidence to say that I'm straight. I mean, it was, it was interesting.
1: Yeah. And that is the thing that like, that's the thing that I think straight people need to think about is the fact that like gay, gay people, queer people, every time we're in a new situation, we have to keep coming out. Like it isn't just a, you come out of the closet once and you're good. And I am super, super, super conscious of when I'm around a new person and I'm saying husband. You know, yeah. like I, am and I, you know, I don't care anymore, but I'm always like, it's that it's become a very instinctual, but it is that like split second, like, can I do this around this person? Of course, you know?
0: Yeah. For me, I would say, I don't ever think, can I do this around, but it is the, I need to get this out. I need to be known right now. So I do it very quickly yeah. because I don't want any question. I don't want any shame if you have a problem it's your problem not my problem so i do i do think you're right coming out is is not a destination it's a journey you're constantly <laughs> doing it you're getting new places new but i i because i'm so comfortable where i'm at now um i'm i don't care who they are it's one i say husband very quick yeah and and it's and maybe that's maybe that's being too forceful but it's where i'm comfortable I want it. I want them to know immediately if I'm not wearing gay pride uh, clothing (laughs) or something, I'm going to let you know right away. Hello, I'm Lee and I'm gay. Yeah. (laughs) You know, I'm I'm going to, uh, yeah, I'm going to make sure, you know, I'm going to make sure, you know, pretty quick.
1: (laughs) So uh, it ends with um, Steve tells Archie, the truth is in the eye of the beholder. See you later. And he punches them on the shoulder. And then Archie says, like, if that's the punch of a fruit, Nah, and I, is that, I was trying, I didn't, is that Archie wondering if he might be gay? If if a punch of a fruit is that strong, yeah. I'm clearly that strong. Could I be gay? Nah, I I, I was trying to figure out what that was. I, I I think
0: he was so in his denial. I think, to me, what it was, he could not, he could not oh. rationalize that example of masculinity. He could not get there despite it being in his face despite his friends saying that despite everything it's imp- it, it cannot he could not come to terms with it at that point at all
1: and i have to imagine a lot but, of men uh a lot of people in 1971 up to today still can't wrap their heads around gay people expressing themselves in literally any other way that isn't just like Glitter fairy. Yes, queen. Yeah. yeah. Um, which I also straight people do such a number on us.
0: <laughs> Don't they? Because I will tell you, I, I have had this conversation with, uh, and, and, and again, this has been years ago, but I remember having friends that would talk about highly effeminate. And I'm using that word, yeah. but you know, uh, the guys and, Oh, I wish they wouldn't do that. And I, and I remember arguing with them. I said, they're the ones that are moving the needle, not all of us being trying to pass. pass. Yeah, I don't exactly. know if they use that term anymore. And it's like, screw that. I mean, uh, let us be from every kind of, uh, let us be our unique selves, whoever we
1: are you yeah. know i got i got pink hair yeah. right now who cares <laughs> yeah like because <laughs> you know i spent most of my 20s being like i'm not like those gays which is itself homophobic and it's internalized homophobia it is. that all comes from the number that straight people do that it. it makes it so like when i came out it's like well at least like you're still clinging to any type of acceptance you can get from straight people and you're like well at least i'm not like those and it's like now when I'm thirty-six, yeah. I'm like, no, I wear speedos, I wear neckerchiefs, like I'm pink and purple Amen. all the damn time. <laughs> like, do it, yeah,
0: do it, be you. I mean, and and how freeing is that? I mean, it's so great. just amazing how you know you can be whatever and do whatever you want and be authentic. You know, if you're uncomfortable in Speedos, don't wear Speedos. Yeah. If you're uncomfortable, in wear them. Who yeah. cares? Who cares what anybody else thinks? And They're Let them live their lives. That's what I'll, I'll
1: live mine. Yeah. What straight people like Archie Bunker don't realize is that straight people can do this too. Straight people don't have yeah. to follow all yeah. these rigid rules. I hate nothing. I love me some HGTV, House Hunter, Property Brothers style shows. But lordy, the like husbands hate their wives is the vibe of that entire network. Like, it's just like I need a man cave so I could be. And it's just like guys, you don't have to do this. What do you actually feel? Or or
0: or their running joke. The one running joke that just is so old. Well, uh, the, if they have two closets and one is really big, it's always the woman. It's and I'm my, like, why? Why is it always the woman? Yeah. Cuz I I have straight, straight friends that know it would be the exact
1: your your grandfather yeah. probably would get the bigger closet. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, guys, we don't. No one has to live by any of the gender restrictions that are put is goes for gay, trans, cis, non-binary. Literally everyone, you can do whatever Everybody. you want. And, and please do it. Yes. Do it. Do it, for, do I it I say, for Archie. Because <laughs> Archie it couldn't. Archie. Archie wouldn't. Archie couldn't. So. Um, and yeah, then we just get yeah. at the very end of the episode. We come back for that little bit before the uh, credits, which is just them doing the chair lifting bit with another one of glorious friends, Jerry, who is wearing a Letterman jacket, has short hair, but is a girl. Or is... Female, I don't, you know, I actually don't know how that character would have identified in 1971 if they had the language of today, but perceived to be a female by Archie, who then says, nowadays, you can't bet on nothing. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I know. And uh,
0: yeah, and there's the end of the, he looks at the camera and makes this little face like, I'm so
1: confused. (laughs) So it's like, okay, did he learn anything? I don't know. (laughs) Um. Yeah, I think that's the point. He did. He didn't learn anything. I mean,
0: it's all around him. The world is changing. I think that's the point is he is now he does in other episodes. There are you see tiny little movements of Archie. Yeah, because the world is passing him by and he's clinging to this old uh, way. But yeah, fascinating, fascinating episode. Are you ready
1: for some must have facts about this episode of television? Yes. Come on, tell me. Okay. Want flexibility? Take
0: yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at uh1.com. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust proof stainless steel hardware, weather ready teak and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at Burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at Burrow.com slash ACAST.
1: Okay, so... Uh, this episode was the number 31, the 31st most-watched episode of television the week it aired. I don't know how many people that is because the newspapers I found, it did not report that information. <laughs> it was very weird. Really? Yeah. Well, oh, wow. And they usually do. And so it was like, for some reason this one week, they were just like, we're not telling you numbers of anything. <laughs> God damn it. Um, So the top five shows of this week of television, and this puts all in the family in context because that lineup was five. Here's Lucy. And number four, Gunsmoke. Three, Marcus Welby, M.D. Two, Ironside, starring homosexual Raymond Burr. And number one, The Flip Wilson Show.
0: (laughs) Wow. Boy, that
1: does put that in context, doesn't it? Yeah. That's amazing. Wow. Even more shocking is the Tuesday night CBS lineup that this aired as part of. Uh, Beverly Hillbillies, Green Acres, Hee Haw, then this episode of All in the Family. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah.
0: Slapstick, slapstick, slapstick. And then this one. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. What do you know what time it aired?
1: Uh, this what was 930. It was of... it was the like so or it 1030. Like... It was like the last one before the um the hour long, like CBS News 60 Minutes News or whatever or would come on. it. Yeah, that. yeah.
0: And Kind of makes sense they put that at the end, because it is, a, for that time, I mean, I think you could air it any time. Yeah. But, uh yeah, interesting.
1: I will say, though, you know, Green Acres is gay canon. Ava Gabor, gay canon. Amen. Eddie Albert yes. is fucking hot, and I talk about it frequently.
0: Mm. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh,
1: Lee, this and is the then there,
0: there were work, <laughs> was, the, the worker you remember you, what oh. was his name that were his he was so hot too i yeah. remember thinking well, god he's so
1: hot i also i liked um alvie moore who played uh the, the, the like he was the he wore the leather jacket and the little hat i don't know um mm. <laughs> but this yeah. is the kind this yeah. is the kind of gay kid i was was i was like oh man mr oliver wendell douglas is handsome <laughs> he's handsome and yeah and he's rich and oh yeah that's it yeah perfect also gays listening to this uh look up pictures of young eddie albert because oh my yeah. god uh i mean i he think he's hot as an older man but like younger it's like oh f- holy like he's
0: yeah objectively yeah not watering hot yeah, um, hot. yeah. Mm-hmm. god it's yeah. wild
1: this episode of television is also part of the watergate scandal what? Did you? Yeah. So. Oh, no, I didn't know this. Part of the Watergate tapes is the night this aired, Nixon was trying to find the baseball game and he found this episode of All in the Family. And on tape is him talking to Halderman and like whatever his cronies were. He basically, he says like, he, this is what he said. I have two quotes. Um, CBS came on with a movie. First of all, he thought All in the Family was a movie. <laughs> So, CBS came on with a movie. They had two magnificent, handsome guys and a stupid old fellow in it. They were glorifying homosexuality. Oh, jeez! First of all... (laughs) Wow. Who were the two magnificent, handsome guys that Nixon wanted to get with? I know. I know. It
0: sounds like he was trying to...
1: Well, definitely Steve was one. And I'm one... Rob Ryder? I wonder if it's me. Yeah, I think it's me, yet. I think it's <laughs> <me yet. Yeah. laughs> Or the like clear or like the effeminate uh Luke from Luke and Laura. Like what? Know. Nixon. <laughs> so fuck Nixon. And then Wow. Then like then the tape goes into uh Halderman, whatever, are trying to like um explain to him the concept of all in the family. And <laughs> basically they're like, Yeah, it's this like more progressive son and his like dad and they always are trying to make the hippie kid look good and and nixon like is clearly offended on archie's behalf and then his main thing is uh, he says a couple slurs and then he's like the point that i want to make goddammit, it i do not think that you glorify on public television homosexuality you ever see what happened you know what happened to the greeks homosexuality destroyed them aristotle was a homo we all know that so was socrates <laughs> so.
0: wow thanks thank you tricky dick <laughs> tricky Nicky. i mean wow
1: yeah yeah
0: that's bad <laughs> that's yeah so bad
1: yeah but so like yeah fuck richard nixon um so
0: yeah, yeah exactly
1: in my um in my searching of the archives because i wanted to find if there was any reaction to this i did find out that this episode was uh, not aired in binghamton new york
0: okay wow um
1: they was said that, that that's interesting yeah they said that it was before it came on or before when it was supposed to come on it was like we've pulled this because of questionable content and in the newspaper a couple days later uh on three days later people are writing two letters are published where people are like that's censorship that's not american um this one guy kenneth m bernstein Writes, I was denied the opportunity to see this show, but I've talked to several friends who were able to receive it on the cable. On <laughs> um,
0: the they cable, have, okay.
1: They have confirmed my suspicions. Not only was the show totally inoffensive, it was even less biting and caustic than usual. And then he goes on to be like, I've written the station manager a letter and I demand an apology.
0: <laughs> wow. Yeah. Activism at a, at its height
1: in 1971. That's yeah. great. And then... um on the so then also the t v reporter on the at the Deseret news in Salt Lake City uh, Howard Pearson had this to say uh he said uh, many viewers are talking about this week's on the family, which dealt with homosexuality, a well built former gritter, which I guess is a <laughs> term for football players? River. A um, A friend of Archie, the father oh, on the show, said that he was a gay person. Arch- Archie couldn't believe it. His facial expressions and his consternation were something to behold. I had expected a flood of complaints about the programs, even tackling the subject. I received only one.
0: Wow. Hmm. Wow. Isn't that interesting? In Salt Lake City. Well, there was a lot... Yeah, Salt Lake City. Oh, well, there was a lot of other things going on, so perhaps, but that's interesting. Yeah. It just goes to show, you could, you know, regardless of the time, you can put out art that can be progressive, that can show a different way. I, I love it.
1: Yeah. So on IMDb, 279 uh, users rated this episode an 8.9 out of 10. Would you go higher, lower, okay. or is that about right? Um, for me, this
0: pretty close. I, uh, I would probably go higher just because of when this thing came out and how groundbreaking it was. Yeah, I probably would. As far as just on face value, 8.9 sounds, sounds about right. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's not like, there, there are a couple of laugh out loud moments, but like, you're not really there for the jokes. You're kind of there for the history making in a way.
0: Yes, exactly. exactly. Yeah. Uh,
1: who had the must-see performance of this episode? Who was the uh, the must-see performer? I think,
0: I think Jean Stapleton. Oh, I yeah. I could watch her do anything. I mean, she 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 could eat bread, and I I'd be fascinated. <laughs> She's so talented, you know. But yeah, I think I think to play that part is so. I can't imagine because you're really. Uh, You're the foil in a way, and yet you're still grabbing so much attention with what you're doing. I I think she's amazing.
1: I also really liked Rob Reiner. I think that he's such a, we love him as a director, but like when you go back and watch him get his start, um, it's really, he's just really natural. Very like, you know, schlubby, adorable, kind of like, (laughs) but like really stands up for himself, has a nice backbone, and I appreciate that
0: yeah and believable i mean i think his performances you're totally believing this person there was no um yeah he's an incredible actor so i imagine he took that into all the great things that he directed and, and people love that because he's a somebody who went through it and he can get his actors to deliver incredible performances
1: and lastly must other people see this episode of television
0: I think it would be good for people to see it, honestly, because um, it definitely is uh, set in its time period, especially young people, because I think it might give them a little bit of clarity of how uh, how the world was. The world hadn't changed enough, but it has changed some. And so I think that might be a, yeah. a good thing for people to see.
1: Yeah, 100% agree. This is the first Uh, unless there was like some canceled one-off episode in like the 60, but like this is the first, um, and it, uh, it holds up mostly. The words are hard to hear, (laughs) but, but it is, it's really great to see like what the attitudes were and what people were trying to do to really break down those walls. And like, yeah, like you can now say there, you could interpret the episode as being like, that guy ain't like those gays he's much like you know but it's kind of like this is lesson 1 y'all this is lesson 1 we are now on exactly exactly we're now yes. in college yes. this hopefully is... this is a <coughs> kindergarten yeah
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I i this is this is the first this is the first seed of change in the media you know and yeah. and, and, and t- in television in particular so amazing that it was planted and all the other things that came after It was the beginning. So I'm proud of that. I'm proud of the people that put it together. Uh and they did it and they they were swimming upstream because they had you know, people at the networks were probably saying, What? What are you trying you know? And so Episode five. They fought for it. I
1: mean Episode five. Episode five. They're a mid season replacement, episode five, and they're like debuted. They're in the 30s. Like, they're not a top 10 show. They're not a top 20 show. They're not a top 30 show. Like, to really, like, CBS could have axed them. But what they did was they canceled all those Southern shows and then, like, renewed. Right. We get Bob Newhart show after this, which is my fave. And then, like, it just keeps getting Love it. more urban. Um, Lee, thank you yeah. so much for coming on and bringing your uh, expertise and experience and uh, light and joy <laughs> to the podcast. Well...
0: Thank you for having me, Brett. I mean, it's always fun to talk to you and, and get your perspective. I, I, I know we've never met in person, but I feel a connection to you on many levels (laughs) because you are an old soul. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. A very young man, but an old soul. And uh, I can't wait to meet in real life. I mean, it's amazing. This was fun. This was a lot of
1: fun. Where can people find you on the internet if they want to holler and watch all your Instagram lives?
0: Yeah, Lee Swift author. Almost any social media platform I'm on, that's all you have to do. Even my website is leeswiftauthor.com or L Swift author if you want to shorthand it, but either one will get you to my website. So that'll work. Lee Swift author.
1: <laughs> yes. And that does it for this episode of Must Have Seen TV. Thanks again to my guest, Lee Swift, for dropping by and talking about. All in the family with me. I forgot for a second. (laughs) Next time, I'll be discussing... (laughs) I have no idea what I'm going to be talking about, but it's going to be gay, and we'll see what it is. Just follow the uh, Twitter. Um, Until then, I want to hear from all of you. Follow Must Have Seen TV on Twitter and Instagram. Let's talk about sitcoms. Send me your questions about Hayden Rourke by June 27th if you want to have a... Really a self-indulgent episode on my behalf. Um, If you like what you've heard, rate and review the show in iTunes and Apple Podcasts and wherever you get it because it really helps and I'm trying to get a lot more five-star reviews. Let's have that happen. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram and at Brett White. Read the words that I write at Decider.com. Thanks to Acast for hosting This Gay Nonsense. And thanks to all y'all for listening. And I will see you next time on Must Have Seen TV.